the way as well. So I said goblins, but what I was really implying is ancients. Oh, you 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 pulled a you pulled a sneaky. Yeah, so I'm asking a question without asking the question. A general question. So if it applies to the general question, it might actually apply to the ancients as well. Yes. Dude, that's kind of dark, don't you think? Like that feels oh, very. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you a question. If you ask directly, you have to like you have to sort of slide around the question. But like, like hey, a snake slithers. That's what I just saw. I saw you do this. Yeah. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Samorg, also joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back your Ashen Herald, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, let's welcome back everyone's favorite cult uh, leader, uh, provider, Armored Cell. How's it going? Greetings. Hey, uh, I noticed, by the way, that you, you should have seen me, dude. You were, you had missed it. And I, I don't think it got clipped either, which is unfortunate because it was, I thought it was funny. Yeah, Al, Alfina, where, where's the clip, man? <laughs> I, there was a clip that I wanted and it didn't happen. I know. That was, I thought that was pretty funny because people were laughing. But I was like, we heard your, we were doing the watch party and we heard them ask your question. I was like, I know him. We know him. That's Armored Cell's our dude, man. I was all like, yeah. or whatever. So that was a good time. But hey, before we dig in, everybody, we got a lot to talk about today. It'll be a to-be-continued uh, stream, I'm sure. But before we dig in too far, uh, got to give a shout-out to the home of this podcast, AshesHQ.com, the community-created website for all things Ashes of Creation. And also shout-out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch and YouTube. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Uh, speaking of... I just realized, and I could be a little like late to this, but if you want to show this show some love, you can go over to uh, the pinned post over on Twitter. And I've always been hyping people up. Go over to iTunes. Give us a five star. It's like the most ridiculous one to try to do reviews on. But if you listen to it on Spotify, which is a lot less easier to rate, go over there and give us five stars because you can do that too. Um Encourage you to do it, and uh, I don't know. I guess let's see if we we get to like fifty on that before Alpha Two, which is probably going to take forever. <laughs> When's that? I don't know, man. But we're going to talk about the Ashes of Creation Dev Stream today. We've got a lot to talk about, um, and uh, if you're looking for a, a guild for Ashes of Creation, holla at me, slip into my DMs. You can join us over on Discord.gg forward slash Simorg, and uh, all of the Ashes HQ and all that stuff is over there, along with our community. Um, Let's catch up with the cast a little bit here, gentlemen. How you been doing? We had an Ashes dev stream on Friday. How goes it? Thoughts? Generally? I was actually, I I will be honest, given that it was a UI stream, my expectations were like average. I think <sighs> they still brought it, um, honestly. So I was actually pleasantly surprised. And the tease at the end, obviously, we'll we'll talk about mostly next mm -hmm. week. But yeah. I really like what they did there with the tease and and how involved their UI UX is, uh, which is something I'm kind of familiar with and what I do like day on day. Um, and it was really nice to see like how much they did to kind of plan things out and um, 
and it, it just felt like everything fit really well together at least what they showed so it was it was nice to be able to see that absolutely man what do you think uh armored cell uh like this like it's been a while since we've actually had a tell like a tell stream and not a show yeah. stream as much which is great for me because i really like digging into like the little nitpicks and details um most importantly, my question got answered, so I'm I'm more pleased about that. That I was blessed by the great Sharif in answering my question. Um, that that's that's my highlight. I I, mm -hmm. I, I regret not waking up for it. I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be UI stream. I'll sleep through it, and I'll watch it later. I regret not not being if I'm going to answer my question. I I really do. Yeah, like four a.m. for me, man. God damn, on a Saturday, four a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> god damn yeah no kidding dude but uh i i don't know man it was uh i i'm kind of with daedalus man i had really low expectations for this and not not to say that you know i wasn't like looking forward to it but i just didn't have very very high expectations because again it was like a ui stream and i don't really expect a whole lot from sort of that sort of thing or whatever but i was actually pleasantly surprised because when they got into showing like the iconography and stuff like that i'm gonna go ahead and just flip it on and we'll let it kind of roll they kind of went through and it was uh you know the guy that was on there uh did a really great job of explaining like the rationale like what their approach to the style process is and uh there were a lot of really there were a lot of interesting things and they they kind of showed and and one of the things that caught my eye, i think the most was i definitely was getting a bit of a sense for some of those uh, UI elements. And it definitely, in some of this screenshot stuff they showed off, which we got them all going just in order here. So I'm not gonna flip through them. I'll let y'all just kind of take a gander at it if you like, as we're doing this. But what, there were some that gave me like wow vibes. It wasn't like a rip of wow, but it gave me wow vibes like thematically in their approach. Cause there's kind of like this stylized approach with World of Warcraft. Their whole, all their UI elements feel very much synergized across the board, don't they? Like, you know, when you see like a UI element from World of Warcraft, you know it's a World of Warcraft UI. And I and I felt like when I saw this, I was like, I feel like I'm seeing the same thing. So when I saw like the NPC and a dialogue window and options for discussion, and in the top left, as you can see here. There's like the avatar of like the character's head and then you got like this circle around it and it sort of like goes and across the border. I mean, I definitely think this is much nicer looking than World of Warcraft for sure, but I definitely was getting that sense about it. And I think piggybacking off of what we saw last time in regard to um, some of the the quest uh, windows that we had seen and things like that, uh, there's definitely a, a really strong synergy across all their elements that they're going for here and um that that was just good to hear because i'm i'm kind of a fan uh, of having like a really clean ui but having it feel stylized and sort of congruent across the board with everything else and you know in world of warcraft like or pretty much any game like i'm i tend to try not to adjust the ui too much if i can get away with it because i kind of like to have like a very you know clean sort of like across the board style approach. And I always felt like when you get a lot of add-ons, it, it can take away from that theme that the game kind of has. So mm -hmm. um, that was definitely interesting. But uh, uh, before we dig in on this too much, I'm gonna let people kind of, you know, enjoy looking at the imagery. We'll definitely talk a little bit more about their iconography, but can we talk about 
this for a minute. We you, we might get a bit of a rant here because this is one of the things that I don't like seeing this. And this is like, it made me cringe. I don't like it. I'm sharing my perspective and opinion. I think it's a bad idea when I see them do stuff like this. But there was a post on their Twitter. And I'll link that here in, in chat for everybody. Um, as well as the development uh, outline over on Ashes HQ, so you all can follow along when we start digging into that after this particular point. Um, and, and right here, they posted on Twitter, don't you love it when sound design meshes perfectly with gameplay? Sure. What do you think about us possibly including a perfect blocking mechanic? I don't like that, man. That's a bad idea. You know why? There's one thing when people have unrealistic expectations, and it's another when you, you're sort of setting an expectation. Hey, we're trying to go for perfect blocking. Wouldn't it be cool if we delivered that? Do you want it? Let's see if we can give it to you. That's that's what I hear in that. I think the word perfect is is relatively a bad idea to kind of include in game development. Don't don't say perfect anywhere in there because people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, sure. I, I just don't think it's a good idea because you start to set this sort of, uh, you know, expectation for people that you're aiming to go for a perfect blocking system. May not be what yeah. you're doing, but. Yeah, and I mean, I think you said, I guess the baseline, like when I think of perfect blocking, I mean, I'm thinking of like action RPGs where you hit like your block right at the right time, you know, completely negates whatever is going to happen to you, certain skill. And and I kind of see this along the lines of like what we were talking about the last time as well. Um, you know, when we were talking about like uh, blocking, like active blocking as well, yeah. you know, parrying and that kind of thing too. I just feel like, this is definitely taking more of a it's leaning more into the action side. And I know the system is meant to be hybrid. I'm not sure like how their combat tests internally are going, but it feels like they continue to like ask questions around full action combat. And so I'm curious to see like how this falls into their hierarchy. Like depending on like say they get argument's sake, they say they get overwhelming feedback. Everybody loves this idea. Sure. I just I am struggling to see how this is fitting into the overall combat design without I mean obviously without being able to test it all out. Uh that's kind of where I'm at with this. I'm not a fan of active blocking in an MMO. Action RPG is fine. I mean, I'm playing an action RPG right now and there's perfect blocking in that as well. So and that's fun, but it's a certain type of game that I'm okay with it. I think the more you start leaning into those type of twitchy like mechanics, it's becoming less and less dependent upon skill and more and more dependent upon pain. Um, and you have greater opportunity for like desync and some other things too. So that's my take on it. Okay. Well, my take is uh, like, if you're trying to get perfect blocking, I'm telling you, that's sort of like a, a, a dreamlike stance. Like, you really don't want to be competing with Dreamworld in this sort of scenario. Like, oh, Dreamworld's really got to get, like, the perfect everything. And uh, if you're going yeah. to constantly say that, like, you're going to get uh, compared to Dreamworld if you say that you're going to get perfect <laughs> blocking and perfect uh, gameplay and it's going to be a perfect game for the rest of the world, like, for the rest of your life. Like, 
you got to tone it down a little bit because like yeah. Dreamworld's going to come after you. Like you got to be careful. You can't you can't talk back to Dreamworld. Yeah, because that's the last MMO you're ever going to play. Remember, it's a yeah, it's a dream. It's a dream come true, really. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let me let me fix that sentence it's the last mmo i'm never gonna play yeah i <laughs> know it's just the it's the best joke i'm ever gonna make about an mmo that's for sure yeah that that's true that i i will be on board with that yeah like the, i mean this is like a lifetime of great jokes because of their pitch like it's yeah. never gonna go away right uh my my main thing is like you know I, I try not to hold them over the fire too too hard to be too critical of them and everything I, I genuinely don't but in some situations I got I got to be like yo homies that's not a good idea I don't think I love a lot of what they're doing you know what I mean and I'm pretty understanding um, but that's to me it's just bad right they're already so many people willing to put you over the fire like right on the coals man and you don't need to give them any ammunition when you know they're already kind of ready to go on a witch hunt pretty quickly anyway yeah like bro i saw on facebook like when they posted about the um last live stream they're like so, someone commented saying like they bought the game four years ago and they still haven't received the game yet so it's a fake game and everyone just like yeah. jumped on and, like what are you talking about it takes like minimum like tell me a game that's uh been released less than seven years like it's ridiculous yeah it's pretty pretty normal i mean that's just fair People, people forget, yeah. like, I mean, even AAA studios, I mean, usually by the time you hear that they are developing one, they've already been working on it for a while, and they tend to have the resources. I mean, I remember the Elder Scrolls Online, like, that was like, I think it was like, pfft, you didn't even hear anything about it until, was it like the end of, it was like 2009 or something? I, I could be wrong, 2009 maybe? Yeah. And that game was a hot mess on release. Too. It was. I remember yeah. playing in the in the beta. That was just like, yeah. why is this even like? This shouldn't even be released. Yeah. One of the things actually that I thought was funny related to that too, like the the release date discussion, was um, Maggie posted something on Twitter that was pretty fun too. She was pulled some screenshots from Last of Us. Oh. And a particularly like scene when somebody was, you know looked like they were mortally wounded it's like when people ask you about your release date and you haven't even got to alpha 2 yet <laughs> was, really <laughs> yeah i was oh you have to find it because it's funny it's oh, got, i'll have to look for it man. speaking of which getting wrecked man but dude. she's like that's that's how she feels which i'm like oh, i get it i, I mean <sighs> we all want this game out honestly and it's like i've got i think i would mention this to you on might have been on the post show it's like I've gotten to a point where it's like as much as I really want to play this game, I'm I'm accepting of the when it's done. Thing. Same, I'll yeah. just, you know, I'll I'll bide my time with other things. That's not to say that I'm not going to like, right. you know, be excited and have those like, you know, those yeah. longing pangs when they have a really good stream. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, right. it'll get there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not in a big hurry, and they're within their window. I, I don't have any reason to hold them over the coals for that. I know people want to get up on it and everything, but I'm like, dude, I've, I'm, I'm 42 this year. Like, seriously, dude, I've seen a lot of games. I've seen a lot of MMORPGs release from the point that they talked about it, or or like news was out. I hate to tell y'all, but you. People think that like three, four years are like supposed to be when an MMO launches. You're thinking of open world RPGs and shit, man. Like you're not thinking. And even those, don't even take those, that long. yeah. 
Uh, they take longer. I mean, yes, yeah, they can. So, so, but, but I mean, you know, when when the Elder Scrolls, for example, uh, you know, first teased it, they had already been working on it for years, right? So, like, when you look at how long it took until it actually came out as a as a case study example, it was like seven or eight years or something like that. And Ashes is like in the six year window right now. So, you, you know, when people are like, hey, another year for Alpha 2 and then maybe give it a year till it launches. I'm like, you're kind of in the right ballpark. You know, we get to like a, you know, eight, nine, 10 year period or something. Then I'm going to be going. Mm. Because based on their trajectory and how quickly they're developing things, I would I don't see any reason for it to be, you know, take them that long to make it. Plus, I mean, yeah. yeah. They've got the I mean, there'd be a real sense benefit of developing their own engine as well, which they're not doing. Yeah, you know, or yeah. if you're just working on only an engine but wanted to call it a game. <clears throat> a lot unchained. <clears throat> what? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Sometimes words get put into coughs whenever they just come up. I can't always help it. We're, we're really aggressive today, aren't we? I remember, are we? <laughs> dude, can I talk about like a nerd moment real quick? Anybody else? I haven't watched The Last of Us episode, dude. Oh, have you watched a Daedalus if you yet? I'm I'm oh. kind of I'm up to six, so I don't know if there's Ooh. there's another one tonight, right? I think it's tonight. Oh tonight, baby, I'm gonna oh. watch that shack. I can't wait. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely uh, put it on my list this week. That last episode, though, I was like, dude, we need something really bad to happen sometime soon. You know what I mean? We're we're in. We need that inciting incident to really kick things into gear. Yep, that happened last episode. I was like, oh. Sh- that was some next level. I was like, yeah, baby, this is what I'm talking about. I am on board. Let's go. And and like having played both games, I can tell you they really did a great job with the casting of this. Pedro Pascal is freaking phenomenal. In He's this. killing it. I like their, their chemistry, so, too. The chemistry yeah, between him and I, I don't know the actress's name. Yeah. Forgive me the, for the place, Ellie, but um, they're both they're both really good they're both really good i mean i think honestly the entire cast there Mm. hasn't been like anyone that i didn't think like even like the episode that everyone you think you mentioned like episode three was the one everyone was talking about that was i i love what they're doing with that where they just take like a snippet it's not necessarily the main characters but it's characters they intersect with yeah that was just like it just it created this is one of the like the ways you really build a story and you yep. build it well. Absolutely. And you endear people to the characters yep. is they're doing a great job storytelling with this. And if I if I had never played Last of Us and I watched this, I would be like, man, this is such a good story. And I, I still yeah. think it's a good story, but it's like it's it's even more rich now that I know like some mm. of the like behind or at least like the story behind it. Absolutely. Um, with the games. Yeah, we'll have to save that for oh, the LFM show, right? Our next yeah, one's yeah, going to sure. be good. We got a lot to chat about on that one. It's going to be what? Isn't our next one this coming week, though, on Thursday? I believe it is. I think so. Yes. I think it's just so. If you're interested in more about that sort of stuff, catch us on the sister show, LFM, Thursday, 5 p.m. There you go. Boom. That's how you do it. Okay. I'm digging it though. They're doing really good, in my opinion, with the UI elements. I thought it was actually a there was a bit more to it than I expected them to have. I mean, we're there's like there was like a good like 25 minutes or so of like visuals they showed off and went through. They did a really great explanation on that. Let's go ahead and like jump into talking about the the um the overview. Shout out to Skylark the botanist again, 
who has been rocking it for us, creating the all the bullet point stuff. I haven't posted it in um, the official Discord yet uh, for Ashes, but I will probably like next sometime this week or whatever for the for the people that aren't aren't the the norms here, I guess. But it's in our Discord under Ashes HQ as of uh, Friday. So shout out to him. He did a hell of a job again. Um, we are going to as a heads up for people that are here. Uh, I have a strong desire to really really dig into discussion around and speculation around um or just a really fun talk about the tower of carfin um we're going to talk about it briefly today um but we're really going to shelve a lot of the deeper conversations uh and the character that they showed off that belongs to that as well we're going to save a good chunk of that for the next show so expect a really heavy show around carfin speculation really breaking down our thoughts and theories around the video they showed off i know i did it a little bit on friday for those of you that were there with me live um but i'm i'm really gonna dig in on that and they've already told us next month is the tower of carfin so this is going to be fun to sort of like speculate around talk about and i just wanted to dedicate an entire episode on the show to that i don't want to be skimpy it'll take up a whole damn whole damn thing but we'll, we'll talk about it briefly as we go through the bullet points okay um community reminders right they talked about the um well, there was a the bullet point. They always do this. They go to their YouTube channel. They pull one of your comments or questions or something, and they elaborate on that. They did it again. They they talked about the um, uh, the the gateway, right? Uh, I remember that. Well, no, no, no. That was actually a different question. I'll, I'll get to that other point. That was funny though because someone brought up Stargate. He's like, "It's not Stargate. It's a divine gateway." He's like, "But Stargates are great. I love it, etc." But the, the, the comment on YouTube was actually around exploration being a huge part of the game, uh, talking about there being a lot of systems dedicated to rewarding exploration, um, including things like doors that may only be visible with certain spells like the Arcane Eye. So they did a nice throwback to the utility skill stuff. Uh, that had been previously sort of discussed and everything. He said there are constellations in the world that can um, only be seen from spe specific locations and times. And he also said there are relics in the world that can only be found at a certain time and place. So timing matters a lot, not just exploring, but exploring the right time. Treasures and maps exist out in the world that can be found through exploration. Boom. Cosmetics are swapping over March 8th, but I just think that's really good. They also can't forget about the fact that weather and the seasons play a huge role in that uh, dynamic as well. So really good conversation. Last, um, mm -hmm. last stream too about the uh, like exploration and like hoping like the more elaborate on that and the, the whole constellation really uh, connects with that as well. Like we're, I was really excited when I heard that. I was like, mm -hmm. that's sweet. Yeah, and I see a lot of people in chat talking about UI elements, having a really bad UI, having like just a game's UI that you don't really have customization around. That's, I mean, especially if you're not having add-ons. So the level of customization that they're clearly focusing on uh, having in this game is, to me, I, it's essential if you're not having add-ons. I don't, I prefer not having a bunch of extra crap I've got to update anyway. It's annoying. Yeah, agreed. It just gets old having to mess with that shit all the time. So... Include all that stuff in the game. Fucking sounds good to me, man. So we had yeah. going ahead. Am I the only one that's um like doesn't change anything unless it annoys them? Like I'll just leave it as is, but if something annoys me, then I'll try and change it. Like, I'll be honest, like I was a, yeah. I I 
was like that for a while, but then there was so much bulk like this. I'm just going to use like the one example that I have that I've used a ton of add-ons in, and that was in WoW, was the UI in WoW was crap. Yeah. And they needed add-ons in order for that to work. And and I think yeah. they also like enabled that because I, I kind of felt like it was almost like, say, Skyrim in terms of like design is the developers kind of just left it open so people could do mods so they didn't have to do some of that no, stuff. I agree. But a lot of what I put into WoW was a lot of quality of life stuff. Mm. And and also just like visually, like the sizing and so on. And honestly, it's like when I started hearing what Intrepid was doing, I was like, dang, now I, now I, now I don't feel much like worry about not being able to do any type of modification because they're they're allowing you to scale everything you can set up profiles that automatically switch when you go into a raid mm -hmm. now they, i think they said that you couldn't share profiles which i'm like okay that that's fine um yeah. but long term if they can make that work i think people have i've seen it in the past where like even with wow like people have built like custom uis and stuff that you they can just share and people have that available but the you know the fact that they've made this like I mean they talked about a modular UI before, but seeing like what they were actually what they meant by that was actually really really encouraging. They did um, say you know, you can have like more than one like setup, right? Like yeah, you, you like, can do multiple profiles. You can hmm. it automatically switches between at at minimum between raid and like normal. But I'm yeah. expecting if you have a profile, you can create a profile and you have a like a cleric character. I'm mm -hmm. assuming that saves a profile on your character and you can swap between those as well, which I think would be good. Um, if they do like global profiles as well, meaning like I can have like, you know, five characters and I might have a DPS setup versus a healing setup versus a tanking setup. And I don't have to go in and reset that up for a new character. That's the only thing that I would say with the profiles. And hopefully they're doing it that versus it just being like on a character by character basis, meaning you're you have a whole new set of profiles you need to set up. So I hope it's account wide. Yeah. Um, that would be the only feedback that I have on that, that I wasn't really clear on like how they were setting that up. But the fact that they were already like thinking about that, I mean, that was stuff that you needed to mod heavily mod World of Warcraft to do. Uh, and I agree with you. It was such a pain whenever there was a patch. I used to spend hours oh God. fixing the UI um, because of that, because of updates or what have you. Like even like sh like little patches that would change something would mess it up. And it it's a lot of non-value added time that i'm glad to have back and and honestly it reminds me a a bit though there was probably less customization um in city of heroes but city of heroes had like a really good like you could move anything around i don't think scaling was a thing mm. per se i think you could change like text size but that i was like very easy to move around so if it's anything like that plus scaling and profiles I mean, they're already have like well ahead of any other game that's out there in terms of modularity. Yeah, man. You know, one of the games I just the worst. This has been my worst add-on experience. Was like the Elder Scrolls Online. That that one is like it is the biggest headache as far as add-ons go. Definitely, always felt like 
World of Warcraft was better. But, you know, it, it's always good to see, like, because I think even ESO and WoW have both done this. There'll be, like, someone that creates, like, an add-on. And then you go, you know, and then you see them, like, integrate this into the game eventually. Like, I... I think it's always good when you've got developers that are willing to do that. But obviously, if you can think about those things by referencing other games where it's necessary and really work on that ahead of time, utilizing a modular approach, which they're doing, which means I think with Ashes, it's probably going to be a lot easier for them to make adjustments to these types of things. Because um, when you go back and you look at like all the different tools that they've been creating uh, to, to basically work on the development of the game, a lot of those custom tools that they're utilizing um, – have a very modular approach and it's always been pretty clear to see that that's benefiting them in the development, at least in terms of uh, updating things down the road. Uh, speaking of, you brought up the having different settings. I did notice, in fact, I think we're looking at it right now. If you look at the screen in front of you, you'll notice in this particular window, God, talk about perfect timing. You can see there's like general settings and raid settings. You know what I mean? So there's like settings that you can have set up. So when you're in a raid, this is what it's actually running versus when you're just normally running around party or otherwise. So that was like really good to see that they had that way ahead of the way ahead of time. And it goes to show you that they're looking far into the future for when the game launches, looking at those like potential issues that they could have and allowing there to be some customization for people, some agency for us as players to have over the game in regard to those settings in different types of situations. Um, so while we look at things and, and we realize like, hey, we're not there yet, et cetera, et cetera, it's just so good to see that because I can't tell you how many games that have been like in development where we're getting to the point you know, you're going to have a lot of people testing it, going to betas and launch, and these things just are not even on the table. And you're talking AAA studios, man. Like, you know, so. Yeah. Good to think. Uh, one thing that Arthas pointed out in chat that I actually wanted to touch on here, too, is the fact that they have six UI UX people, which True. is um, that, in my opinion, I feel like now, like now I kind of get why we did a UI stream this mm. time is to really showcase the fact that they are investing in making sure the experience is clean. Because just as much as like, you know, you need to have fun combat. Yes. You yeah. need to have interesting content. Yes. But if you have like a crappy UI that either needs to be modded or isn't very like is very rigid not user-friendly, doesn't have as many options. I think the fact that they have this many people devoted to UI actually makes mm -hmm. me feel a lot better about the trajectory of the game and how user-friendly it will be because they have so much invested in those types of resources. Because it's it's one of the things that I've noticed as like, you know, part of like what I do, you know, so in some point is like releasing new tools and understanding like customer feedback and all of that it feels like a lot of times you only have like a very limited amount of ui ux people and that in and of itself doesn't give you like a very user-friendly product um and i think that's important it's again it's about the details like we always talk about how detailed the world is and how detailed the cosmetics are and how detailed like all these different things are but it's this other detail that we don't necessarily like think about 
in terms of UI, like most people are like UI stream. Okay. Whatever, like myself included, but then you kind of see what they're investing in it. And it does make more sense now that they're really trying to kind of come up with a product that's very out of the box versus what we've seen in other games, like, wow, like elder scrolls, you know, you name it, right. There's always things like, Oh man, this, UI is terrible, this UI is too bulky, or this doesn't give me enough information. And plus the fact that I think I asked a question in chat that they ended up taking around how many like action bars you can have. And it's like, oh yeah, you'll be able to do as many action bars as you want, which again, one of the best mods that I had in WoW was one where it like basically deleted the UI and just gave me like bars that I can kind of place anywhere and everywhere um, that I needed. Like you know, so that I could get all the right like utility spells or utility things versus, you know, and, and it was all kind of at my fingertips, but it was out of the way. So I still got enough of my screen, but I got a lot of options. So being able, yeah, bartender is actually mm -hmm. was the one I initially Same. used. I used something else like LVI at some point. Yeah. I to, but bartender was my jam for years. Um and I really like that and like that and things like the weak auras, I don't think will be have a, like something like that wouldn't necessarily have a place here. I don't think so. I, yeah. I feel, but I did like the fact that you kind of had some event driven things to be able to kind of see things happen. So I don't know if they're going to go that route in terms of customization, probably not, but at least like being able to like scale things up or down, depending on like maybe what their importance is in terms of usage. I think would be great. Um, mm -hmm. I'd be interested to see like how modular the bars are. Cause I remember in like, I can't remember if it was bartender or something else um, where you could just have like, if there was like one spell you wanted to highlight, it was just like a single button. You could make that one spell bar, this one button and you can kind of put it in. Yep. Yeah. I have your, um, yep. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, and when you think of like things like weak auras, like one of the things that when you talk about UI development, like it's going to be important, I think, for them to have in. They already, and some of the iconography that they showed off, like, let me see if I can find it, uh, because this one actually ties into, so there was this one, which was like, which is different, like archetype stuff, which we'll talk about soon. There's one for specific spell stuff. But there was this one. And when I saw this one specifically, this one is the one that gave me hope because not so much like the middle spells or the right, the right, the right icons, the left side, right? Because the left side, to me, that looks like your debuffs, your buffs, and they're utilizing uh, sort of like the highlight that basically is your timer. What I'm hoping is that they also do with that timer is allow the opportunity for there to be like like a number that you can have that can be showcased to show like the timer. And then if you can do that and you can also say like, okay, maybe I'm going to have like a UI bar that I can choose to have active or not where I can show off like, you know, the bus I currently have out or something like that, whether, whether or not that's something that's like on the player, I think more specifically party and or raid UI is going to be important to have that function because that's where I think when you think of like large group healing and things like that, you want to see that you've got these hots on or these buffs on and be able to see them visually well enough so that it's easy for you to identify. So I don't know what approach they'll take in that regard, but when I saw that on the left and I saw that, so okay, buffs, debuffs, you're giving us an idea of like 
that sort of thing, but important for people that are healing or support to be able to have the opportunity, even damage dealers is this important, right? Or tanking. It's important to have that in, in, integrated into your UI system in some capacity. If they can launch with that, then you don't need anything that's like cooldown bars. You don't need anything for like auras. You don't any of that. You don't need. You're now ensuring that at launch you don't need a add-on, and it's not taking away from still uh, having the approach of situational awareness, having to be like organically there and not having add-ons do it for you, right? Because it still goes to talking about paying attention to what you have the ability to track and pay attention to, you know, whether it's organized on your screen or not. To me, I'm a big minimalist. I like, and I've talked about this before, a clean UI down below, I like all my stuff down below. You got my camera on the left when I'm streaming, which Margaret talked about the opportunity to color coat sort of your UI elements to make it match your live streaming, which is look, it's that's just that's just fun and it's good to have. I would never expect them to have that. But the fact that they are it goes to show you that there's going to be even more customization um, that you're going to have uh, agency over as a player when it comes to how you're going to you know square that away. But I like to be able to ensure, uh, to ensure that I can have all my UI elements down towards the bottom, basically, right? And then the whole top of my screen is just the world, the game, the pretty stuff, right? All the technical stuff down at the bottom. And that's my jam. Um, you know, so the fact that they're talking about having that level of customization to me is really important. I'm a big fan of the icon so far that I'm seeing and the art that I'm seeing so far. Can we talk about that a little bit real quick? What are your all's thoughts about what you've been seeing in regard to buffs, icons, things like that? Armored Cell, it's good that you're kind of going, you're on the end of the round table here because you actually brought up some stuff, which he did post in our Discord, by the way, in the Ashes channel. So go ahead and Take a look at that while we're chatting, because when we get to him, I'm going to have him sort of like lead into that as well. And we can kind of chat about that a bit. Listen. Um, so I think one thing that you pointed out uh, here as well is like the icons on the on the left there. Yeah. The arrows. I think that's that's genius. And it's probably fairly obvious, like. But I just noticed that, like, even in WoW, like there was never that level of icon iconography. It was always like, here's what mm. the spell is. And then you learned what the spell was. And then you knew whether it was a buff or a debuff. Right. I like the arrow up and down arrows that totally like helps and it's simple and it doesn't require, like it helps if you're colorblind, which I know like Steven mentioned that he was colorblind as well. So it helps you do that. I agree with this, having the cooldowns, like, you know, the cooldown numbers, I think that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I'm loving the icons. I know like Blizzard did, I would say a decent job in WoW with, with the spell icons. Um, I actually really like those. And I feel like they're going really detailed with these as well, which is, again, it just helps like from a UI perspective, just make it a lot easier to know your spells by look, having like such uniqueness there. Um, though some of them do look a little similar. So I wonder if those are just versions of like the same spell or anything like that. And yeah. I think one thing that um, Armored Shell pointed out in chat um, when he was grabbing one of the screenshots was like different colors around the spells. And maybe those were rarities. I thought they might be ranks of spells, which would be interesting oh, to see like, 
So those are um, in the inventory that's the items. Oh, those are items. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I threw up the imagery for the iconography over skills because that's one thing I thought too about that particular. This was a really good uh, uh, example of what I believe like the potential ranks of skills will look like, um, mm -hmm. specifically the top ones there, or even the bottom left one, because it goes, you, you definitely see like a progression of, mm -hmm. of like the way that the appearance of this is. And I think that probably is going to be ranks. Of, of particular skills it's gonna be interesting to see what the augmentation looks like but yeah i was gonna say could that be augmentation too that's a lot maybe. i mean if they have that many ui ux people i don't know maybe they're they're gonna do like if you augment something in a certain way it changes it i mean i think that's probably a little overkill i would just go with like ranks <laughs> per se but uh but yeah i think it, those are really really cool and remember some of those like seem similar to like what we've already seen in prior like alpha tests, but still, I mean, I think they're definitely taking their time and the class stuff was like, that got me really excited too. just being able to see those. Yeah. I definitely like, want to chat about that. Yeah. I mean, like everybody was all about the death trumpet on the bard. I'm like, Hmm, I wonder which one that is. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's a cleric, <laughs> Maybe um, cle bard cleric or something. So that that definitely is more like archetype specific, and I want to chat about that. But maybe Armored Cell could talk a little bit about the uh, the stuff he he dropped in Discord. Um, mm -hmm. I saw the on the one particular picture snapshot you you snagged that yeah. caught me. I mean, I definitely saw the one with like the mage stuff there. It looks like definitely that was a mage uh, set of skills. Um, the one yeah. screen I have up currently that I've paused on is also a static image that armored cell dropped in there. Um, but you dropped and also showed the, uh, party and you showed the one that was like, it looked like a, I don't know, like a bow and arrows basically. And then yeah. there were some other ones. So there's definitely some variation in that. But the one that really gets me there is you dropped in what looks like items in the bag and there's those dots that that are yeah. up there separate from colors the color coding yeah. so yeah feel free to jump in on like any of that but i'd like to definitely lead back to that before we move on so first thing was the um like the it, look, it really looks like like the ranger icon so that's why i was confused where it was a like in a setting where you can pick like whether it's the standard shield um cleric like the three colors that we saw the blue red yellow green for the um yeah. the icons for what uh sort of role they were playing within the party mm -hmm. but this one i saw was actually that had a bow icon with like three arrows going down into it yeah so i was thinking maybe that was either that's a setting or that was a more like a future uh screenshot of the development of the game so i'm not sure if that's like the if it's like a setting or if that's like that was intended for it um right. both i don't actually mind i actually don't mind either um if i'm solo i wouldn't mind seeing like uh the icon on my class um but in a raid it would be a lot easier to seeing like blue red like seeing these sort of um roles within the raid itself so that's why that that really stuck out for me um, the mage skills, though, I was like, I, I don't think we've seen that many mage skills. That's why I was like, really, how many is it? It's like 10? Looks like about 10 mage skills. It's a good number, yeah. It looks like it's probably about 10, I think. 
Yeah, I think so. Have we, have, have we seen that many before? And I don't, I don't think so. We, we've seen that many, but they were the skills of like Alpha Zero. Yeah. And they aren't the I mean. same anymore. So there's definitely right. a, a different variety there now. Then some so, of those, though, look like yeah. they were not the Alpha Zero ones. So the icons, anyway, look different. So it's tough to tell what is. I mean, there's the ones we saw in Alpha One, right? Like the black holes yeah. up there. Um, I see the mages, the beam, right? The prismatic beam. I see, um, I think, the, the gift of the magi is on there. Uh, but there's like some, like that first one, it's like a fireball, but it's like white. And I'm like, is that like an yeah. augmented skill that's like ice on it or something? I was thinking more it's been used and it's on or maybe, yeah. one of mana true that's what i was thinking but then there's like the like the media shower and then there's like a prism like the beam one yeah true there's like shield there's like a whole bunch there i don't know what and the second like, and third ones are though like i'm not sure yeah. what that is it's like mm. this this whole stream was like very much a tell stream but like it's adds a lot to fairy craft that's why tell streams are really good for me mm. that's where i really enjoy it so when i first put it this the picture that's on screen now in the stream the iconography iconography yeah was like oh Okay, so majors aren't that far along, but some that is, and I got really hyped for that. And then I saw this uh, this action bar of ten skills. I'm like, now I don't know what to think because yeah. I thought I was like getting really hyped. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, summoner's like really close. Like, because look at that fighter, ranger, tank, cleric. The oh, well, cleric's a bit low in the um, icons, but like I was <laughs> hoping that summoner since summoner had so many, I was like, oh my god, it's coming, it's coming, summoner's coming. Like I'm really hyped for summer. Like I'm, I'm a, definitely a Pokemon trainer. I, I, <laughs> I, I will play cleric, but summoner's gonna be like a fun little casual build. Like, mm -hmm. man, I kind of feel like I know what the paladin's icon is gonna be on the tank. It feels like it's the second one from the bottom. Yeah, same. It felt yeah. like it to me too. And you know what? I like found like really like hype worthy, and I guess you're probably gonna be like, oh yeah, we we know already, but. The bard icons look very interesting. Like one of them was yeah. more like like performance, like acting versus music versus mm -hmm. like one of them like look like kind of masquerady, which I'm like, yeah, Ooh, what is that? I mean, I just it just got me even more interested in their class fantasy behind yeah. these. And I agree mm -hmm. with with uh, Armored Cell about the summoner. It's like, wow, there's a lot. And then like you have one where it almost looks like a sea creature. As yeah, part of that, which dude. I'm like, wow, what what is that? Um, it just it just it's very evocative icons, which it's like it's kind of funny that we're like we're talking about that, but it's like they really did a great job of trying to kind of make each icon unique. And I like the fact that they're not just going with archetype level icons, they're going with class icons that are more, you know, pun intended iconic. Because yeah. that helps you even as a raid leader, True. right? Or a party leader to know, all right, okay, I've got, you know, I've got a paladin, I've got, a, you know, a, a magician, blah, 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 whatever, like the different archetypes are. So you kind of at that point can do a little better comp planning um, in terms of like what people can do, or at least know what the strength of your group is. So I think that was like a really cool thing that they did with the iconic um, iconography uh, as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at that too. You notice the, um, the, uh, I'm kind of like looking at that and I'm going, are those, some of those do look like the same icons, the colored ones. There's the, the Ranger one, right? 
that looks like maybe that's like general ranger like archetype and then i feel like the colored ones are those classes because i'm going down on the iconography and i'm like am i seeing those there yeah yeah i am oh my god i feel like the first one is the archetype out of all of them that's yeah i do too like the to... second one with the colors like the red yellow green those look i mean i'm looking at that right now the the yellow one is absolutely one of the cleric ones it's the third down okay you see that and some of them i can't place like one i the, the blue one i cannot place on that iconography uh list but the yellow one's definitely one of the cleric ones in the list and is the that furthest one down yeah the ranger the third one down on ranger is that green one at the bottom you see that yeah but I, i'm not sure about the other one there that one's a little oh no maybe that's actually a fighter one. Oh, that the red one's a fighter one that's actually the second one down on fighter i think you're right but the blue one i'm not sure about i'm trying to place that one and i i can't place that one that is interesting so I'm thinking those are I'm thinking those are like augmented. I think those are arc, those are the class class versions. Then, mm -hmm. interesting. You mean like the yeah the class yeah. yeah see that okay yeah I was they're all further down like on the list too. Do you notice that? Yeah. Are you are you talking about like what we have in um mm -hmm. like in what was posted Ash's in discussion? Our yeah, in our oh, in our Ash's Discord. Okay. Yeah, everyone. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna link it to. Wasn't scrolled up far enough. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly feel like they've already showcased the Weapon Master, right? So I feel like that first red one is totally the Weapon Master. Yeah, it's so literally now, a Discord. Now, I linked it in, in chat for everybody. If you want to see exactly what we're talking about, mm -hmm. click on that link in chat. And then as you're looking in Discord, you will look right down below. It. It's the same image we're showcasing right, light, right here live. We are doing this literally live. But I identified at least three of the four. The blue one, which is the top one there, I can't place. But I'm with Armored Cell. I think the icon that we're seeing at the, the first one you posted with the, the bow and three, it's a very different style. And I'm thinking mm -hmm. that's base arc type ranger. And it makes sense that it would be. Yeah. So very interesting, man. That is most curious, isn't it? Which, it also shows how far along they are then, doesn't it? They've already sure got does. All, these, all these icons ready. Yeah, oh, man, I've got so much. I've got so much to dig into with these now. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and place each one of these into the table. Yeah, I can't yeah. see that one though on the iconography, the black chart that we've got that we're showing. I yeah. can't place the blue one. I'm guessing maybe that's like a. It feels like it might be tank, but I could be wrong. Be. I'd say the. I'd yeah, say I mean it's, it's the real. one tank one they don't have because they only have seven icons and yeah. they should have eight, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's one doubt. I mean, I'm not sure which one that is. I mean, I feel like the second one, now that I'm like looking at this, mm. the second one feels like double down. Cause if you look at um like the fighter, I think like that second icon with all like the like the spikes yep, on the second side of the down. Sword. Yeah, it feels like yep. weapon master, the rogue rogue. I can't remember what the rogue rogue is called. The assassin. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, um, but yeah. that one looks like it yeah. is. That's curious, huh? Yeah, I mean, I placed I placed three out of four of the ones that are colored there. That the, yeah. the blue one I can't place. I feel like it's with it being having a shield sort of in there. It seems like it's probably 
Yeah, there's a summoner. Yeah. Think, no, no, that's not a summoner. That is cleric. I wonder what that is. Cleric something. Yes, yeah, so you've got a cleric one, a fighter one, and a ranger one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if I can. It might be it. for. I mean, if they've got those kind of icons on there, I don't know. Maybe this is just mock-ups. It's not like actual like classes that are in the game, but I mean, it looks yeah, like it is a mock-up. They're definitely they're definitely using them in the game though that they're running around on right now and showcasing though. Yeah, that well, was yeah, from definitely. We've gameplay. seen the weapon master and the yep. ranger. Yep. The, the ranger we saw mm -hmm. as well. Though I think it was pure ranger. Curious. Very interesting. Well, that was a fun find. I didn't catch that until we started looking at it all. Holy crap, man. Yeah. That's what, happens, that's what happens when you have more than one perspective, right? Yeah. When you've got a community that comes Absolutely. looks around at the same image, it's, it really helps. That's yeah. what I love doing on the show when we like take this and we're like trying to like make sense of some stuff we see in development and then like we each like start like dissecting it, taking it, taking it apart or looking at it. And then like what someone says leads another person to think about something or see something that maybe they didn't before. You know, yeah. yeah, and you posted those images, and now that I look at them, I'm like, well, three out of four is on that on the list there, and they're certainly yeah, not funny. the base one at the top. So it's really cool, dude. That is badass, man. That's gonna be fun to look at a little more. Now I'm yeah. curious. The, the last one is the um the the items I saw in inventory. Whereas the, there's a green one, a plain one, a mm. gold, and then a blue. But they've also got dots or an icon True. like a W above it. So I'm not sure if they like the quality of the item and then the rarity of the item because like everything yeah. can be crafted, right? Yeah, and I'll maybe that it could be durability. Too. I was thinking durability or slots or something, like maybe. augmentation slots or like yeah, enhancement like slots or something. Oh, maybe that's not a W. Maybe that's a five slots. Five, five. But it's also yeah. yellowish. Like maybe that's like legendary or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because if I was to go, if we were to go by five and you look at, you see that? Because you got the yellow, the green chest plate. Yeah. It's got yeah. one. That's like uncommon. The blue is rare, which would be next grade up from uncommon, which has got two. So then maybe three is like, what, epic. And then maybe you got like four is like, I don't know, mythical or something. And then you got like five is like legendary or it could be legendary mythical. I don't know, but that would make sense rarity wise. Yeah, yeah, I could see like because you have like what well, well, basically your grays, right? And then your yeah. greens, blues, purples. And I think some some games I've seen yeah. do two like two levels of like legendary ones, like heroic or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like a yellow and then an orange. I don't know. This Ooh. feels like the, they might have swapped it where the like tier five, let's just say, let's call for argument's sake, the tier yeah. five might be the highest right. tier, and then you have something in between. Yeah, like a tier Unless, four. You, well, yeah, because you need a three, which would probably be your epic. And then you'll yep. need a tier four, which would probably be like whatever's yeah. in between that and legendary. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like looking at that right there. And it's like, and you got the gray one, right? And the chest is gray. And that's like, you're basically, you're just plain garbage near. So yeah, that's super, that's super interesting, man. And yeah, if you're like trying to see the images we're looking at, you do have to be you do have to be in the Discord. If you're not, then you probably aren't going to be able to see it. Unfortunately, it's um, a good time in Discord. Everyone should join. Yeah, it's 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 cool. I'll, I'll link it. Our bots kind of down at the moment, but um, yeah, I'll get to that later. But there you go, right there, homie. Was I not the hyper version or whatever? Is it dwindling out right now? I'll fix it in a second. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, that's crazy, dude. Like. Very, very, very interesting, though. 
I've got one question for you guys. Are sure. you guys going to be manual crafters or auto crafters? Uh, you mean in terms of like auto crafting when you when you're actually yeah. Um, it depends on it depends to me on their actual. It depends on 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 how their their systems designed because like if there's like high potential for for like having like things break as a result of you know um as a result of like auto crafting like then no way hell am i auto crafting dude like i'm not gonna risk roll the dice and break in some shit um but yeah i mean if if it's it's interesting because if we get if we have the opportunity to like sort of choose like all right i'm gonna do x amount of this at this rarity whatever and i can sort of set the order and define exactly what those parameters are. If there's certain parameters that the auto crafting will account like um, account for, um, then sure. But if not, and I don't, you know, and there's risk involved, and there's no way to like sort of gauge that risk and choose uh, my auto crafting risk, then I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's me though. Yeah, I'm. I could go either way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like I. It also to me depends on like how leveling up in crafting works too if it because i yeah. i really sincerely hope they don't go the blizzard route or any other game for that matter where mm. you have to like make like a hundred flipping swords in order to <laughs> level your stuff i would rather they do something that's more active um and like you're filling orders or you're doing like quests to learn things i mean i kind of like the idea mm of that being like more and maybe not initially right maybe it's more like you have like a set of things you make and that's how you and it's all like within the local market or where your trainer is mm -hmm. and then you venture out in the world or or work with others to venture out in the world to get your um longer like or sorry your your more involved things and that's where it has to be active but I'm not necessarily a fan of like, you know, queuing up 50 swords and just letting it go and like AFKing and making a sandwich or whatever the <laughs> hell that, you know, that, you know, Blizzard had you do. Mm -hmm. I would rather it be active into something that you, like you were saying, same as you can kind of set up some parameters and it might take yeah. some time to make. And one of the things that I remember from, what was it, Old Republic? Is yeah. you had like companions that did crafting for you. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really cool idea. Not to say that it translates here, right. but like you still had like certain people that could do certain things. Um and and you could use them and then it might take longer to do that. I guess it would probably be a balancing act. I mean, I wouldn't want things to take like three hours to make. That would just be unmanageable if you were like wanting to actually do something with the economy. But I do like the fact that. I would rather have it be more active than like, you know, queue up 50 swords and go make a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's what the manual craft is, is for. Like manual craft is more like the mini game. But I feel like logically, if you're going to do a manual craft, you should get more experience for it than like, I'm not sure how much more experience, but I feel like maybe three times more. Like if you do, because it's going to take longer to craft manually than auto, right? So I feel like you should be rewarded for that. Mm. I mean, I think... Along those lines, I didn't mean to interrupt, but along those lines, I feel like if you're if you make something and it procs a higher rarity or you do something 
like you said, like with the manual and it becomes a high rarity, I feel like you should get more experience for that. But if you end yeah. up, I don't know, creating a couple of uncommon items, I don't think there should be uh, a yeah. difference. Yeah, I've, that's fair. That's fair. Like if if the if a common autocraft or a common, um, sorry not a sorry a auto yeah common autocraft or a common manual craft, it should be roughly the same experience. But manual craft, you got your own you're using your own skill set to like in, in playing the, the mini game to make that a more of a rarer or a high quality mm -hmm. item. So I guess that's where you get more likely to get that more experience from. So yeah, I get it. But if um if you're going to do autocraft, I feel like since you're not doing that manual craft, it should be like, like as long as you can adjust the parameters, like you said, like you don't want to take too much risk or you want to take a little bit more risk to try and get those extra un uh, uncommon or high quality swords or armor. Um, there should be a little bit of risk of failure, but you can you, if you can uh, negotiate that leeway, I feel like that's going to cause less uh, stress on the community in their crafting. So I do agree with that. I'm not honestly I'm not a fan of failure in crafting like I feel like maybe there should be more investment in order to get something quality but I was never a fan of like if you like unless you're I guess they talked about over enchanting or something before yeah. could break yeah. things like basic crafting like even like if you are creating something maybe more rare um maybe you fail at the craft and you don't lose materials um, but I guess, I don't know. I never really like saw that. I felt like you're getting double dinged at that point. And I don't like systems that double penalize you. Like you could potentially like lose materials and fail the craft. Like that's to me, that's a no, no. And that would be a dissatisfier would make me not want to craft. Uh, but I do like, I do like the idea of maybe having like some control over what you can make, um, within reason. Uh, I just don't want it to be totally random. So yeah, yeah. Would I'll, we'll just have to see what it's like in testing because yeah. I'm still on the fence on this whole mini game thing. Yeah, I wanted to talk too because as we've been talking about the crafting aspect, one thing that they did show off were some weapons, and there were some weapons that were that we we if you've been watching the first set were like the these right here were actually the cyclops. They said, that, and they showed off some Carfin weapons, which were right here. So he had the sword. It looks like a sword, a set of different swords, like maybe dual wield swords. I'm not really sure. It's the same sword and it's a side version of it. There's like those. Then there were the mace and like uh, a wand or like a uh, scepter of some sort there. Yeah. Um, and then you had the... Uh, ambitious academic drop set which will come from carfin which is this right here and then they also shut off the river stalker outfit which was displayed which is the more this one right here which is the furry sort of one Boots pretty interesting yeah yeah it's pretty it was pretty cool to see that um then there was the and this one right here is the one that was interesting as they showed the Carfin uh, uh, teaser video, which I'm going to show off in a little bit. This one, which you can see in the teaser video, this lady right here uh, is a, a statue of a woman, uh, which was a, apparently a dean at a college, but they didn't name her. And I have a film. We'll probably get the name of that later. But we also got uh, the, the lady. What's her name? Laria Lamont. 
who Lamont, yeah. she looking kind of evil and that's looking like we we heard her uh information from the dnd live stream 24-hour live stream into last year in november um and that was kind of talking about the blood magic and sort of how all that undeath stuff went down uh, we're probably gonna get some more but just be aware this uh this lady right here yeah she's uh she took part in that she looks like she's a boss or something's gonna be there yeah she's a boss mm-hmm. boss right there on multiple boss. levels yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh but man so this was pretty interesting we got the visuals for that there was the can we talk about the alien empire uh concept art dude shit that city's big is this the same one that's in the riverlands that we got that zoomed out shot of that was really big because it sure looks like it is it does yeah, yeah. this is where you enters and is when you come through the human gate that's a big ass. That's a damn dude. Civilization was thriving before the fall. And if you need <laughs> to look at scale, just be aware that over there you can kind of zoom in at the little, little like looks like an ant on a bridge. Yeah, that's a person for for perspective. Floating water yeah, and that, everything. Mm. That takes an absolute dump on Stormwind, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, epic. Sorry. Nice try. Yes. Uh, Damn. That's that's a hell of a human civilization city right there, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez, it's, dude. It's world, man. That gate, though. Look at how everything's pulled in towards the gate, and it's all wrapped around and like that was yeah, legit made, made like frame. my favorite thing on the stream was it? right there go and back to it and then we made a frame around it like all these stuff that came in that made the frame around it you can see it like yeah yeah super cool i mean i, I know he said that it wasn't about, about stargate but he did like this is like it is referenced like he did take inspiration from one of the uh stargates from memory um which one it was now? In so long. Um, uh, uh, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. There, there, which which one? I'm like, there's so many Stargates. Yeah. Okay. That's you're like, I'm. You're talking about like 15, 20 seasons of different the horrible shows. movies they launch. Which series? The the original movie. The yeah no I I I do like this I would actually like to see this as a cinematic or something right yeah be where cool. like you, as part of like this start all of a sudden they oh start pulling in the world oh my gosh yeah Man. but that was I mean and look at the like the architecture on that divine gate too it's like different from what we've seen before even. which I like by the way I like that there's a difference between the different gateways now absolutely yeah where it's like racially influenced yeah i love that i hope that that's how it'll end up being because we know that the not to jump too far into lore here but i feel like why not real quick the order of the seven right they they sent the light pact out to gather these supplies to bring to the people in these different cities right to build these gateways so right. when you know that they needed the same type of provisioning for those it makes you really at least it makes me wonder like is this as a result of the like okay so for example right they all go through thousands of years have gone by before we come back through the gateway my question is is this 
you know, because things are pulled in. Is this taking place afterwards? Is the magic like now imbuing all the stuff around it? And these ruined like structures now break and are just hovering. And is all of this like unique to that area in the world, the river riverlands, right? And if that's the case, is this different appearance of a gateway unique to the civilization and the terrain around it? And if so, are we going to see that in other biome and you know areas? Because if so. Thumbs up. That's awesome. That's really cool. Or is this Sanctus and we're on the other side of the gate getting sucked in? Oh, dude, that's crazy, right? That does make you wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't stuff. Like how those life. like floating islands came to be. Sorry. Yeah, go for so it. Go ahead. I, did, I did find it. It's Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Oh, that, dude. That, that's, that's where he's referenced um, Ashes oh, from. God, dude. I agree, though, man. Did anybody else see that Alien City and see those floating waterfalls coming off the big stone chunks with the with the the, the freaking buildings on them and go, oh, it kind of kills you a little because, you know, you can't get up there just to see it. Yeah. It, yeah. it does a little for me. I'm not going to uh, lie. So here's the hoping that there's a really nice area we can glide from that's higher than this. So you yeah. can glide into it. Cause if so, that's cool. I'm down with that. If I can glide to it from some high point in the world, I am good with it. I just want to try to be able to get there. Cause that would be cool, man, to glide down, to land on it and be like, just a guy chilling on a floating island in motherfucking Island City, homies. Like you're thinking of it all wrong. You're thinking of it all wrong. You need a giant salmon mount and swim up it. Oh my god! <laughs> that would be imagine that. Wouldn't that be cool? Motherfucking nice. hex. Players will break it all. We're swimming up this. You, you need a mount of certain amount of swim speed to be able to get up there, right? Fastest like aquatic mount. It's able to go boop 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 right up that fall. Like all that yep. needs water, bitch. I go fast. Like magic, high fantasy. Get that, you need an ice spell and some ice boots, man. Just walk up that shit. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> You imagine being able to like influence the environment, like freeze it, and then go throw your throw your frost bolt a little higher. I'm almost to the next one. You know, you get oh, up crap, there. It's melting. Uh oh, <laughs> mummy! Quick! I mean, <laughs> I mean, winter. It could freeze in winter. Oh, that'd be cool. Just, that's very snack, true. Snap frozen. Ooh, shit! Could you imagine? I mean, this is just like out there. I don't expect this yeah. to happen, but we're nerds. We we're enjoying the idea. I know. Of what we're if. nerding out a little bit. You yeah. Know. Um, but yeah, so concept art of the Alien Empire. We got Larry Lamont, right? We got the woman statue. We'll get some answers on this. Go on ahead and tuck that away for yourselves, right? Because when we talk about the Tower of Carfin, I believe that's in the Riverlands, right? Which means it can't be far from this. Looking at the architecture specifically for, and I'm going to go ahead and jump to the Carfin teaser here. It, there's definitely like gothic elements that I'm seeing here, but Tower of Carfin was brought up in chat, built by the elves, right? So here's the thing. If that was built by the elves, the Aelin city had some gothic influence to me too. I see gothic influence around, but it's too tough to tell with the actual tower itself. So it's, it's definitely one of those things where I'm curious about it, wondering about it. And uh, there were a lot of little details that I sort of, pulled from this as we were watching it and kind of breaking it down live. And that's something I'm looking forward to us specifically uh, jumping into next week. So I'm going to leave that just running here because expect a whole damn show 
of breaking things down, talking about what I've noticed, what you all noticed, putting our minds together, theory crafting, um, using some logical speculation. I mean, there's even a moon up there. Okay, I'm not going to get into it too much right now. Why don't we talk about the fact they got some studio update stuff. I'll leave this here to tease you all just knowing this is where we're leaving the show today. This is where we're coming right back to when we start next week. So let's hit the Q&A stuff. They had Q&A related to the UI. Uh, talking about UI layouts shareable with others. They said it might be difficult, but there are unique elements that will be exposed to certain character classes, which means transferable layouts may not happen, but no definitive, definitive answer yet. Uh, will additional action bars be able to be added? Yes, there is no shortage of customization that they want. Uh, so action bars, hot bars can be added. So that's good to hear as well. And also they said, will there be weight capacity? Weight management, in Steven's opinion, is not a compelling mechanic for players to have to deal with in an MMO setting. And so weight is not something they're looking to implement. The stack limit and sizing of items will play a role, though. Did you hear that? That sounds like a pretty big change to me. Yeah, so when they say sizing of items, does it mean like Diablo style, where like one big thing takes like four slots up? Or that was maybe something that I wanted to clarify, but I am happy about the no weight stuff. That's a pain in the ass. Right. So I want to say in chat that day we were hanging out. We did the we did a watch party. People were like, so no Tetris, right? No Tetris. So uh Quantarum Slurp, who I think is was here in chat that day, he's one of the devs with Intrepid, right? And he was here and he was talking about it. He said there's a big debate within the team right now that the, you know, this debate between Tetris styled organization or just having a singular icon where it's like, that's what it is, right? So if you've got thoughts around this, I would highly encourage you all to go to their forums. They got a feedback thread there. This is your chance. I am not a fan of the Diablo style. I don't like the style of having, I just give me an icon, make it a slot, stack X amount, call it good, right? Less is more easy peasy. That's my perspective. But can we get an amen uh, if you if you want to say amen on thank amen. God, dude, I did not want weight limits on bags. That would have felt I, I did not like that approach or idea. Mm -hmm. And that was that was like. Yeah, that felt good. It felt good. They did mention one thing, though. Chad, I see you. Yeah. The stack sizes can depend on what bag types you have. Which we did mention, where like you have a certain like mining bag or crafting right. bag, or up increase the stacks, and that's how they're going to do the weight limits, which we <laughs> did talk about on two live streams ago, I think. Yeah, we did. I remember we talked about this, man. And and I personally don't mind having craftable bags that you got to equip that'll allow you additional space. I think in things like clothing and stuff, it's it's I like that. I think it, it it gives you something to work towards. In fact, I feel like in some games where that's like part of the system, when that becomes somehow diminished over time uh, to the to the crafters, that's always a little a little unfortunate. So I think maybe the fix on that is that they're a lot harder to make to begin with. Yeah. So that's a really big achievement. It's also a really big money sink. Something they said there are a lot of in Ashes. Stephen also noted there are lots of money sinks in Ashes. Um, so, 
can we talk about some of the Q&A points and let that be our wind down for the day? Because Carpen's going to be a big topic next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did say that they finalized the move in the coming uh, week to UE5.1, um, which is good. They also talked about will there be a difference? The question was between crossbow and longbow. No crossbow planned, right? So it says here, do not have crossbow. But bows of different types, for example, longbow, shortbow, will vary across many stats, such as attack speed, range, weapon skill progression. Thoughts on a crossbow not being in? I'm I'm fine with that. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I don't generally play like a physical yeah. range, so I neither here nor there. But I mean, I think as long as you've got enough variation with the different types of bows, because you could have like yeah. longbow, compound bow, short bow. I mean, there's other things. I mean, it's going to be the same effect, really. Like I would think like a crossbow versus a short bow. Um, but I mean, that's not to say that it's not going to be in later, too. That's also like something that they might look at. But yeah, I'm not necessarily like um, bothered by the fact that there isn't going to be a crossbow. Yeah, it's yeah. I was in chat. They were. I was going to say in chat they were talking about it's good to have slurp around. Yeah, he's he generally makes it for our our post show chats after the dev stream. So if you you know if he can share, he does, and he's very generous with his like conversation. And um, I think a lot of times. you know, he's, he's a big part of like the crafting, uh, development too. So, you know, he, he's had a lot of really good insight. He always is really good to like bounce ideas off of and, and share feedback. So, but going ahead, Armin, it's not me to cut you off, man. I don't know where I was going with it. I'm sorry. It's my bad. Um, what were we, what were we talking about? Yeah. Uh, crossbow, that's right. There you go. Yeah. I'm fine not having a crossbow. My main concern is someone said that there was a skin for a crossbow and so they're trying to work out. But I haven't seen one. Uh, but apparently, that was part I don't of the recall that. I don't either. Yeah. Well, I uh, don't recall either. But I don't I'll remember do ever seeing a crossbow anywhere except for. I mean, are they talking about there? Are they talking about APOC? Because APOC had crossbows, and there were cosmetics for the weapons there. But that's yeah. not the MMORPG. So is that what they're thinking? Yeah. They might. Maybe. They might be thinking APOC. They don't carry over, though, do they? No. No, not, no, not, they don't. I mean, no, some do, stuff. but not all. No, no. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I, I don't expect they're going to bring back APOC in any form. No. I mean, I think that was, like, a, a good experiment, but I don't think... I mean, I, I'm not expecting mm. until the MMO is, like, done and dusted that they're going to think about any other types yeah. of game modes or, like, you know, yeah. maybe it's, like, a test thing, but... I, yeah, things that crossed over weren't they just like wasn't it like mount related and armor armor yeah mount i don't and armor and maybe some yeah. some weapon skins i don't know but yeah i just found one uh it's from yeah yeah yeah, so and that's still a deliverable, right? But if they don't have that weapon in the mmo that it's clearly not going to transfer over it's not yeah. really an issue yeah yeah so, okay, cool. So here's some uh, corrupt players are able to enter into freehold boundaries or access its content. And if so, what's stopping them from uh, stopping freehold from being uh, corrupted player safe havens? Well, there's a couple things on that, right? And he he hit on it here, which the long and short of it is, is yeah, you're not gonna be able to access stuff like your your inventory space there. 
could they hide there? Sure. But you got to work that corruption off and you're not really going to be able to do that in your, your freehold. Right. If they just make it to where you can't, can't do it there. I mean, sure. I mean, that's going to be kind of fun though. Right. Cause they run to their freehold and they manage to get there and they hide. Then it's the waiting game. So I could see people cheesing it, hiding in their freehold, waiting for bounty hunters to dip, but you're still trackable. I mean, yeah, and the mm-hmm. corruption doesn't go away. Doesn't go away. You have, no. you have to be dead. So it's, that yeah, makes it so much harder for me. So much harder for me. I have no idea how I'm going to get around this. <laughs> Which what is it? Because I have to. I, my, my whole thing is to learn about <laughs> corruption. So yeah. I can't depot my loot or anything. I've got to kill people, get corruption, and then try and work this corruption off before I can depot my loot. Uh, and I'm, that's that's going to be my entire day. Yeah, I oh, think you're going to spend half the day getting corrupted and the other half the day flagellating, man, because, oh, God. you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, dude, there you go. Armored Soul linked it in, in our in our party chat. But yeah. there are some, yeah, but I mean, I guess that, that's 2018. Yeah, that's that was, oh, fun. yeah, that was, that actually was the bow. Was that the bow actually in APOC, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did a couple. They did a bow, yeah. and then they did a um, yeah. Crossbow. That's yeah, a lot right. Of from True. So that's probably where it. Probably, dude. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, they talked about unique, special, unique active activities that we expect from outside combat, such as rogue lock picking, ranger finding. I'm not really gonna get on that too much because the the long and short of it is, yeah, you're gonna have it, and they have a high focus on it. Um, talking about the race or class choices affecting artisan skills, the long and short is uh, they're up they're up in the air on whether or not that's something they even want to like dip their feet into. It sounds like they're pretty hesitant about that for good reason, which is we don't want you to feel like you got to pick a race because it's going to make that big of a difference in artisanship. I personally don't think that's a good idea in general, but. They, they, I think they mentioned something about backgrounds said, which I've done in D&D and stuff before where right. actually in the new D and D one that actually going to like instead of your right race having the uh upgrades into your strength and stuff, you now pick the background and the background up um right. your race perk. So you don't actually get a race perk of perks now based on your background, and that's what seems like uh Intrepid's doing the same similar thing with um right. this. So like if you like let's say blacksmith would give you like more constitution and more strength. But yeah. instead of being a dwarf giving more constitution and strength, you can be like a elf blacksmith and still give you the same traits that would have been on a dwarf. So as, as long as you pick that background. So I feel like that's where they're going with it. Mm-hmm. Potentially, but I still think there's a min-max possibility Probably. there that if you want to do blacksmithing or if you want a tank or whatever, you have to choose blacksmithing or that particular background. I agree that that's probably a slippery slope that is just going to be unless like all of them like add value, which I think all of them are going to be situational depending on your class. It just feels like I, I would like some flexibility without again, like putting something in that potentially like would gimp my character, even though it's like, okay, well this doesn't fit, but I have to take blacksmithing because I'm playing this type of character. I just hope they don't go that route. Man, most of the other questions, though, uh, really were redundant to me. So I'm not going to cover a lot of those. Like, 
the threat meter, like there aren't gonna be threat meters, but there's gonna be other ways to tell you have threat. Yeah, visuals. Yeah, and a lot of these questions, like the only other ones that were really to me that I feel like were worthwhile. Again, you can go check them out on the HQ if you really want to. We got the full write up there, um, but some of these are redundant to me. Uh, this one with the with the summoners, we already know about that with how their summons are going to do aggro. Um, there were a good number of things related to that, but the death penalty one right here, this one is the one I wanted to actually hit on. It'll be our uh, potential last topic for this podcast, and that is our death penalties for losing to Guild War opponents in pvp equivalent to non-combatant ones the answer was in a sanctioned event caravan guild war and node war the death penalties do not exist which we know about again the fact that we're having to people i don't know if i'm like gonna like be a little bit of a, a punk ass here but i'm just gonna say can we please ask better questions right if go look on I'm just saying, don't make it easy for them. Let's 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 get some questions that are freaking meaty that you you know they haven't answered. Go to the wikis, go to Ashes HQ. If there's an answer for it there, or your favorite, you know, group of creators or roundtables can't answer it for you, then maybe it's it's worthwhile. But a little due diligence could go a long way. I felt like we got a waste of questions here. And this one, if you die to an NPC while out in the world or die to a player in the flagging systems, is corruption can or corruption can be had and death penalties apply. So the long and short of it is there are areas in which you get flagged naturally. And then there are areas in which corruption can be incurred and corruption is only incurred outside of the systems that aren't already built into the game. For example, you sign up for caravans, you sign up for guild wars, you sign up for node sieges. If it's, if it's part of the PVP system specifically, you sign up for it. If you are, you are not signing up for PVP. If someone jumps you in the middle of nowhere, that is that is where corruption is incurred. Period. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's as basic as it gets, and it blows my mind that people are looking at this game and don't even do the bare minimum because that is literally as basic as it needs to be explained. If you don't sign up for it, then it could be incurred. If a person doesn't actually fight back and gets killed, that's it. That's it right there. And you can't work it off hiding in your damn freehold somewhere. Did you like my uh, my sneaky question? What's that? Oh, yours. Yes. Uh, Which one was yours? Uh, will all creatures be hostile? Or oh, I saw that one, dude. So the reason why I'm I asked only get... about goblins. About, um, I like, missed that uh, one, actually. Uh, friend goblins. There you go. And they're like, they haven't, they weren't planning on doing it originally, but there might be something potentially in a further patch. But um, they, how they said it was, not all creatures that will be hostile. There will be herds in the game and big game that won't automatically aggro on you and attack you. However, that, there are certain social monsters that may not attack you right away as well. Like the, I said goblins, but what I was really implying is ancients. Oh, you, you, you pulled a, you pulled a sneaky. Yeah, so I'm asking a question without asking the question. A general question. So if it applies to the general question, it might actually apply to the ancients as well. Yes. Dude, that's kind of dark, don't you think? Like that feels oh, very. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you a question. If you ask directly, <laughs> you have to like 
you have to sort of slide around the question. But like, like hey, a snake slithers. That's thing. what I just saw. I saw you do this. Yep. And I'm not I'll a part of this equation. This is coming straight from the Dark Overlord himself, Armored Cell. I tell you what, me, me and uh, me and those ancients are going to make a new band called S Club Seven, and we're going to fucking rock this world. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, I cannot wait for next week, dude. I feel like you're going to have so much fun with the Tower of Carfin discussion. Oh hell yeah! Those, oh. those weapons look sexy. I'm, I'm i'm just gonna wait for that i'm, I'm dude oof. there's a lot yeah. from this for us to pull up here and i'm gonna it's gonna be tough for people to see it but we're gonna have this video on hand we're gonna pause at certain points there are things in this little teaser that stood out to me as being very big and important mm -hmm. and i've got some working theories but in order to find out what those theories are and what the theories of my fellow Pathfinders here on the round table and all of you all that are going to be here in chat, you're going to have to tune in next week because this is going to be a big one. I want to dig into Carfin. It's going to be showcased next month and there's a lot. So I would recommend you to just go check out the, um, go check out the wiki, uh, the Ashes of Creation wiki and look at, the discussions around the D and D campaign or go back to our live stream about it, uh, that we did our podcast episode around that. And cause we, we, we talked about that in detail as well. Right. Those thoughts are all going to get resurfaced, but boy, I've got some things, man. I've got some ideas and I'm starting to get, I'm, I'm curious about this location for a few reasons, both because of what happened in there, the dangers that have been outlined that roam around it, and just looking at the environment that we are seeing there as well. There are things in that little snip clip there that I, I just feel are very vital to take into consideration. And you're thinking that it's just the building and everything. No, no, no. Look a little bit closer because there are some very big breadcrumbs that we've got to like look at and go, what the hell does that mean? Get your and shovels ready. We're get your oh, shovels. Where, where's the body excavation groups? Let's go. Okay. Friends. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I'm glad we got through the Q and a stuff. Really sneaky question. Armored cell. I'll tell you what, That's ask good questions. You don't know who, if he's going to answer or not. Yeah, there were only a few good ones on there. The most of them were like the ones around aggro and targeting, decargeting. And I was like, come yeah. on, y'all. How many? I mean, look at how many were on there about threat. And I'm like, really? Those are not good questions on threat, you guys. They're kind of like basic. You got to be sneaky like Armored Cell and ask questions that you're baiting. We need no basic bitches. We need some badass bitches. Yeah, dark overlord bitches and or dark overlords bitches, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Everybody, it's right. Like armored cells hood right now, right? Okay, homies. Also, I was a little disappointed, right? Because they were like, "No, it's just a calendar. Have fun with it." I was like, 
Love y'all, Lies. but mm, it's fine. We're going to have a good conversation next week. And boy, do I encourage y'all to be here. Stick around for the post show. Be doing a little bit of fun stuff. But gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Homies in chat, it's always a pleasure. Why don't you guys shout out your domains where people can find you, Daedalus, then Armored Cell. Let them know where to find you when you're not here on the show, friends. All right, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. Armored Cell. And you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Armored Cell. Now, friends, we might be at the end of today's show, but just as we always say here, remember, you don't have to be on the round table to be a Pathfinder. Pathfinders are every one of you who are here who stay the course with us. So much love to all of you all that listen or watch. Much love to my friends here that are here live in chat and around the table now today. Um, until next week. Live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night, everybody. We're going to see you again real soon. Bye for now. Take care, everybody. Adios.